Hello, world singers. My name is Tyler. And I'm Brooke. And this is Cosmere Cosmere Conversations. Conversations. We are here for episode six, and we have a fantastic amount of information to get through because we are covering mythology on Rashar in celebration of today. Well, oh my god! It's release day it's right now. now. I don't know if you're listening on release day. I re-listen. When you're listening to this, I am just deep, deep, deep. Deep into Oathbringer. Yes, because Oathbringer is out. Wherever you... No, I can't say that. Wherever you are, I started reading at midnight when it was downloaded to my Kindle. That's true. Get that sent over early. I haven't slept. Just that's what you're imagining right now. Audible said that Oathbringer was the most down... I saw that. Bought, pre-purchased audiobook in history. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm one of them. I pre-ordered Oathbringer. On Audible. on Audible, yes, oh. and I am the whole uh, cast. Normally, it's a duo that does the work. They're fantastic as vocalists, as actors, uh, and so wherever you're getting your Oathbringer, it's out now. And we have a show, actually a couple shows, because our next week's episode uh, is going to be about the magic on Rashar. Yep. But right now, we have mythology, learning about the history of Rashar and all of the important characters, creatures, spren, shards, everything that's going on on Rashar so that we can understand. Yeah, I was just saying to Tyler, there is so much that goes into the mythology on Rashar. I don't know if it's just because Rashar has a very long history, um, but there are a lot of different sort of magical, godlike entities on Rashar, and for me, it's hard to like keep track of them all. There's like shards and heralds and knights radiant, and like there's so many different groups of things. Um, and I'm gonna say those are the easy ones to get that you just <laughs> yeah, missed yeah. out. That's like that's like the <laughs> level one uh, entities, and we're gonna go through all of the different levels. Yeah. And so let's begin. Well, and I do think okay. One more disclaimer. Go ahead. Because. Rashar does have such a long history and there's so much about the mythology. There's a ton that we do not know. So we're that's like a story that's going to keep unfolding throughout the next 10 books. Um, but we're going to give you what we know today. And it will definitely change. But this is just For sure. a kind of what snapshot we know so far. in time of like what we know right now about mythology on Rashar. Because we know a bunch. True. And let's There's talk about it. There's a lot of it. info already. Yeah, let's jump right in. Beginning with the shards. The shards of Adenalsium that we've talked about before in previous episodes. They exist on... Rashar and in the Rasharian system, we have currently kind of three shards, and we'll kind of talk about what happened to them, but three shards that we're going to dive into that exist in the Rasharian system, including everybody's favorite. If you are a fan of Way of the Kings, you know that that involves the first shard we're going to look at, which is honor. The shard of honor on 
Rashar is one of two, kind of one of a pairing, another Shard yeah. world with a pairing. Yep. Yeah, so we have Honor. Uh, the Vessel of Honor is Tanabast, or rather was, because Honor is shattered and dead. But Honor traveled to Roshar with Cultivation. Yes, and you have this, this pairing, like we've talked about previously, with uh, Ruin and Preservation of Honor and Cultivation. I think we mentioned this before. Were they as vessels? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have a word of Brandon that honor and cultivation were in a romantic relationship. So they like very purposefully came to this planet together, um, were together. And I've been doing my reread of um, Words of Radiance. I just came across this interesting quote from Lifthspren Wendell. Got you. Um, and he has this one little tiny line where he's like, yeah, cultivation has kind of lost her interest in, like, the affairs of man ever since he died. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was, like, so beautiful to just imagine, like, cultivation all sad and, like, yeah. after owner dies. Yeah, losing her life partner, her, yeah. her universal partner, like, yeah. literally created yeah. uh, life together. But it's also interesting... We know less about cultivation than we yeah, do. Yeah, we know our, literally almost nothing including about cultivation. Even her the vessel name. We, yep. we know it's female. We believe yep. believe for sure that uh, we know cultivation is held by a female vessel, but we do not know unlike Honor, uh, who we do know was held by the vessel Tanavast. Yeah. So Honor and Cultivation go together, but Honor from the perspective of the reader in Way of Kings or Word of Radiance, or now, Oathbringer, <laughs> um, Honor kind of takes center stage so far because the main ethnicity, uh, the Alethi, mm -hmm. and the people who follow the Voran religion, yep. believe that Honor is the God, the Almighty. And that's how they refer to him, as the yes. Almighty. So that's one of the things that I found very confusing when first reading yes. Way of Kings. is like trying to keep track of all the different ways that they refer to the same thing. So honor equals the almighty. They are referring to the same thing with those two names. Even though we have discussed how honor is just a shard of the larger Adenalsium. Right. They yeah. don't they don't even know about as far as we know. Right. They don't know about Adenalsium and have no word for like father of the Almighty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. They, they, to them, honor is kind of the top dog, uh, and in God as they know it. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that one of their names for God, mm -hmm. um, as we see a lot in the Alethi slash Voran tradition, they have ten of a lot of things, right? Ten heralds. They have ten names for the Almighty in their religion, and one of them translates to he who transforms, and I thought that was interesting. super interesting, especially because there might be some relationship there to surge binding, um, as well as the Parshendi forms. Yes, so I thought that's it was really interesting first. that they have this name for God as someone who's transforming, and he is sort of, you know, it, it definitely tracks throughout the story. I think that the relationship between honor and cultivation is playing out in a fascinating way in this kind of first half of the the epic that is the stormlight archive we have a world that we are dropped into where 
Honor is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanabest is dead. The shard itself, the power, has been shattered. And everything is kind of going wrong because of the third shard that is present in this system. Mm-hmm. And that, sh- that third shard is the shard Odium. Odium is in the Risharian system, although he's not on the planet of Rishar. Correct. Where is he? Odium is on a nearby planet in the same system called Braze. There are three planets in the Risharian system mm-hmm. that are rocky and relatively... Um, Hab- hab- uh, like yeah, it can there are be three inhabited. that are habitable, and then there are ten, there's that number again, yeah. gas giants in the Risharan system. So within the Risharan system, habitable, plan- habitable mm-hmm. that's a hard word, uh, planets, we have Rishar. Yes. Uh, Braze, which we said is where Odium is, and is also, they also use the word Braze to refer to damnation. Damnation, yes. Uh, and then there's Ashen. Ashen. Which is the third planet, and we have a word of Brandon that Ashen once had life mm-hmm. and was the site of an exodus, uh, and that there may still be a Spren living on Ashen. Very interesting. Yes. Super and interesting, especially when we start to get into uh, the Voran mythology and religion. We'll get there uh, in a Just moment. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. let's go... Uh, to really talk about Odium and look at his role because Odium is held by the vessel Reyes, Reyse, how are we going to say it? I say it Reyse. Reyse. Yeah, okay, in like cool. a German tradition. Sort oh, of. okay. It's very harsh. <laughs> like German. a Porsche, you know, Reyse. Oh, nice. Okay, we can work with that. <laughs> um, Odium is the shard of hatred, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We have cultivation of life, growth, mm-hmm. and, you know, and we have honor, and then we have hatred, going by the name Odium. Yeah. Odium is a source for some of the different magics on Rashar and throughout the Risharian system. Yeah. Possibly the... Void spread, right? Or the the void bringers themselves are connected to Odium. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we can pretty safely assume that void bringers, uh, anything in that sort of darker timeline, like they have Thunder class and the things that Dalinar sees in his visions, Mm -hmm. we can pretty much assume that all of those are coming from Odium, I think. Got you. And so really what's going on with these three shards is a battle over the planet of Rashar that Honor and Cultivation originally called their home, uh, created not all life, but human um, human life on Rashar and are going to be attacked by Odium. Mm-hmm. In this first attack, Odium is successful at killing Honor, but is uh, either wounded, drained of Weakened power, in, some way. Um, in in enough that cultivation can push back. Uh, we don't know the circumstances that involve c- cultivation, other than like she's there. Yeah. But 
Odium is moved from Rashar in like a weakened state to the planet Braze, and then they've been chilling there. I mean, his presence is definitely still felt on Rashar, though. Absolutely. And it's manifesting itself more and more strongly through these books um, in the form of the Voidbringers, Mm -hmm. the storm form that's gained by the Prashendi. Honor, I think it's Honor in one of Dalinar's visions. Uh, you know, says, oh, he killed me, Odium reigns. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, it sounds like, anyway, he's the strongest force in that system currently. Yeah, and I'm really interested to see what continues to happen with cultivation. I think it's one of the yes, big mysteries. Yes, I would really like to learn more about cultivation. Absolutely. Oh, I was just going to say, we also have uh, entities that are sort of pieces of the shards so like honor we have the Stormfather, who is like this big spren or a cognitive shadow of honor so kind of his presence lingering on rashar um and uh cultivation we suspect anyway that the night watcher is something similar in that realm of this not a cognitive shadow, probably, since cultivation is not shattered, but mm. some kind of large spren that comes from cultivation. Yeah, manifesting itself uh, in part because of cultivation's power. Now, we have the Stormfather that's tied to Honor. Yep. And even though Honor is dead, the Stormfather remains. We have the Night Watcher that is tied and connected to cultivation. What then is the connection? What is the spren that is connected to Odium? That we don't know. And we don't even really know if the Night Watcher is the same thing for cultivation. There's a lot of evidence to support it, but we don't know for sure. Show. Has yeah. not been like written. Yeah by Brandon anywhere. Correct. Uh, it's just the heavy speculation right now. Yeah. And so it would be further but I think speculation. especially, like, the Stormfather is confusing because he's, like, his own thing, but then also a piece of this other thing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, what? There's Honor, and then there's Almighty, and then there's the Stormfather, and, like, are they the same? Are they not the same? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got a little bit of, like, Catholicism going on here. Yeah, ooh, with the, the Trinity. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So... Um, you know, they are the same thing, but they are different things. And, and one's the Holy Ghost that's with you all the time, and the other is the Son, and the, the other is a Father. Like, it's, we have kind of a, a, a connection there. Yeah, we're going to get into some more um, Christian parallels a little bit later in this episode, too. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go on to our next yeah. topic. From the, shard, yeah, from the major shards, we are on Rashar, then going to experience the Heralds. Yeah. So these are sort of like the next power level, I would say, under the shards. So the shards are like the big powers, and then we have the heralds who are under. I guess if we're keeping with the Christian metaphor, they're kind of like God's angels. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, super powered, um, but still more connected, more physical, Mm -hmm. um, more grounded into the earth for angels or on Rashar. Um, And in many ways... Definitely serving a protector role. Oh, yeah. For the life on Rashar, not not just human life, but all life on Rashar is protected by these ten heralds. 
and the Ten Heralds are really significant to understand a lot of the traditions, customs, norms in yeah, the different books. Everything comes and from them. Exactly. Their, their numbers, their days of the week, everything. Everything. The, the calendar system, the ten heralds obviously have corresponding ten gas giants, right? In well... The, I mean, we don't know that they correspond, but it's a very interesting coincidence that yeah. there just happened to be 10 gas giants in the system. So <laughs> we have really a lot coming from the 10 Heralds. So we are going to give the name and some of the um, connections with the Heralds, yep. but understand that when it comes to the Heralds, that's part of literally what we're figuring out in these books. Yes. We're discovering more and more about the Heralds. Some yeah. we have seen in the flesh. Actually, yes. there are... I quite think, a few. Not yeah, all of them. Not all of them. Few. It's more than I would like originally guess. You know, in two books, I might say, you know, I've seen... I'm I'm pretty confident that I've seen two Heralds. But in reality, <laughs> it's like eight. I think eight, like five. Okay. It's, yeah. it's way... It's higher because they're always... Just Hiding. moments, exactly. Yeah. Little tiny things. Some more obvious than others, some confusing. Well, and then the other thing is the Heralds have a bunch of different names also. Yeah. So that's, like, confusing, too, because they I think they have, like, their original name, and then they have nicknames, and then they have the name that the Vorans have assigned them to make their original names more holy. <laughs> so, like, there's a lot. Exactly. And so <laughs> we are going... And part of why there's such good world building yes, in it's for these all systems of those little details is everything you just said because like, like that is so real like, that's how the world works yes. yeah oh my gosh it's amazing yeah and when you look at any different religion mythology whether it is the greeks and the roman gods mm -hmm. are probably the most famous example yeah. like every greek god is also a Roman god, but they yeah. change the name and some of the characteristics exactly yeah. um, to to suit their different needs. Mm -hmm. uh, Hinduism has a same a similar thing where the gods kind of change over time for different people. They're kind of they do different things and they're seen in different ways. So this is what makes the world so interesting. Yeah, but it's a lot. So yeah. here we go. Let's yeah, look at the let's heralds. Just, we're just gonna name them off. Um, and let's maybe also just include what order of knights radiant they have. Great idea. Okay. Let's do it. Cool. Starting with Jezrian. 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 Gotta say. Yeah, because we have Yasna. Yasna. Right? And we know so, how to say Yasna. Yeah. Name. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Maybe I should do the names and you should do the. <laughs> commentary? Yeah. Yes. Excellent idea. <laughs> So we're going to okay. reverse this team. Everyone stay with us. Take because it from the top. Brooke, tell us all about the Heralds. Well, first we have Yezrian, also known as Yezereze in the Voran tradition, to make it symmetrical and holy. Okay. And what you just described, symmetrical, meaning the actual uh, number of letters in the name, yeah. balance out. Okay. Yeah, although you also have to account for the fact that H's are silent and simply a placeholder in order to make the name be symmetrical. Excellent. So those Vorans, just like many religions, like... Yeah. <laughs> we're going to fudge the numbers a little bit. We're going to do this, but like, eh, it's kind of hard. Yeah. So, Yezrian is going to be in charge of the Order of Knights Radiant called the Windrunners. 
This is the so order. Kaladin. Yes, the yeah. order we know the most about because it is Kaladin's order, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk in detail about the Knights Radiant later. Yeah. So yeah, let's yeah, just go sure. to the next one. So next we have Nalan, also known as Nail. Nal. I don't know. Nail. Yeah. Nail. And he. So so some of these we have. Um, we know what they were designated as the herald of. Some of them we don't. Yezrin, we don't actually know what he was the herald of. Nalan, we know that he was the herald of justice. Yes, and his order that Nalan is in charge of is the Skybreakers. Now, Skybreakers are power-wise uh, sharing with the Windrunners, right? Oh, yes, they do share, what do they share, gravitation? I believe so. Mm-hmm. And the character that is a known skybreaker is Zeth. Yeah, at, Zeth at, has become a skybreaker. As of Wards of Radiance. Yeah, Wards of Radiance and Edge Dancer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot of Nalan throughout all of the books. He is... He's probably the, mo- the most that we've seen of a herald. He's the one that you can catch pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's go to herald number three. Okay, so next we have... I'm saying it, Chana? Whatever Chana? you say is what we're going with. In a Jewish with. tradition? Uh, <laughs> I believe that's a Hebrew tradition. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chana, also known as Chanarach. And for the Order of Knights Radiant that Chana is in charge of is the Dustbringers. The Dustbringers, we don't know anything about. I don't think we even have a character that is hinted at being a Dustbringer. So no extra details there. Next. (laughs) Next we have Videl, also known as Videladev. And Videl oversees the Order of Edge Dancers, which... That'd be Lith. Is Lyft and her spren, Wendell. Wendell. Generally speaking, there is a male female difference in spren versus their. Yeah, that's the human what we've they seen to. so far. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that trend continues. Next, we have this is the one that I really like. Never know how to say. I'm gonna say, uh, Palaya. Palaya, absolutely, Palaya. Okay. Palaya oversees the Order of Truth Watchers. Now, while we don't know a bunch about the Truth Watchers, we do know that one character is a Truth Watcher, and that is our good friend... Renarin. Renarin. Brother to Adolin. I'm so excited to to see more of him. Absolutely. And I believe that Oathbringer is going to deliver more Renarin, because right now, as far as... This podcast is concerned. We have Oathbringer spoilers, and Renarin at the end of Words of Radiance is one of only two other Knights Radiant uh, that can operate the teleportation system to get to the Knight Radiant City. Or Ethereal. Nice pronunciation there. (laughs) Not even going to try for that one. And so he's really significant in that position because yeah. he, he's one of the only Knights Radiant that well, we know of. Well, the Truth Watchers, I think we may know this, we may not, but I think it's suspected that they are able to see the future. So that will be super interesting to see more of. Yeah, and especially if there is some element that we've previously discussed of seeing the future 
not as one thing that will happen, mm. but as infinite possibilities mm-hmm. that could happen. Uh, as we saw in Mistborn's Secret History and with the power of preservation. So it'll be interesting what exactly Truth Watchers are able to do. Yeah. And we'll explore that more. Then we have Shalash, my personal favorite, Herald of Beauty. Because Shalash is the namesake of Shalon. Yeah. And the that means that the order that Shalash is in charge of is the Light Weavers. Light Weavers, we obviously know quite a bit about the way that the power manifests, but not completely. The one thing that we have not seen Shalon really dive into yet is her secondary power. Uh, She has the ability to soul cast, Mm -hmm. and that's a very important and significant power. It's one of the powers that was mimicked uh, by the the priests. Yeah, with Fabrials. Yes, and there's basically the entire food system and large parts of the economy are built on soul casting, and yet Shalon is one of the only two humans that we know of, Yasna being the other one, who can perform soul casting on her own. On her own. Well, but she by hasn't done it yet. Of her search yeah, exactly. Yeah. But she hasn't done it yet. So yeah. I'm excited to see that power develop and then how do the two connect? You know, yeah. what is the connection between this ability that she has and we'll dive into this more with our magic on the yeah. but like how does that connect to soul casting? Because Kaladin yeah, well, is able to kind of... that's very interesting is, that will be interesting to watch as the series continues, is how the surges act differently when paired with different things. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, Brandon has already said that, for example, Shalon and Yasna can both soul cast, but the way that soul casting manifests itself for each of them is going to be different because... Shalon is combining it with light, or not light weaving, but um, it's illumination. Basically, basically light and, weaving. And, <laughs> you know, so it's going to be a little bit different each time. So I think that'll be interesting. Um, but Shalash is another another one of those heralds that we've seen a lot of in terms of just how much we've seen the heralds. Um, I would say she's probably second only to Nalan. Um, we see her as the, the nameless mistress who is going around the entire world of Rishar destroying art. Yes, and specifically art of herself. Yeah, specifically art of herself, which is Very interesting. so interesting. Um, and then something I also learned doing research for this was that Shalash is Yezrian's daughter. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, man, that I, I find that interesting also because of uh, Kaladin and Shalon's relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's... I haven't read Oathbringer, so I don't know what's happening there. Um, it might develop into more of a relationship. But right now, there's at least an element that just when you said that, I was like, I could kind of see that like a weird father-daughter relationship. I feel like the more same like age. siblings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, so imagine like the older brother to his younger sister, but if their parents were both dead, like, you know, Yeah, they... except that Shalon, I feel like, is more of the older sibling. Yeah, I think that manifests <laughs> sometimes, but, like, I, I just see that, I because obviously Windrunner's protecting is kind of like a yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I just kind of see that as, like, 
I don't know. There's something. There's something, something there. there. I think there is. That's something. That's interesting. Yeah. And I didn't know that that he, the yeah. daughter. Fun of fact Rizarin. for you. Okay, and then we have our final female herald, Batar. Batar is the herald that is in charge of the Else College. Mm-hmm. So that would be Yasna. Yes, and she has the aforementioned surge of transformation and transportation mm-hmm. excellent yep let's go on to the next one uh, yeah. male herald yep yeah so we're back to the males something i thought was interesting about the heralds is how they grouped them they put all of the females in the middle and then they're like bookended by the males mm-hmm. i don't know when i was like thinking about it in my head i just thought it wouldn't like either go every other or i don't know i just thought it was interesting um next we have kalek also known as kalak order that Kalek is in charge of is the Will Shapers. Will Shapers, we know nothing about. Correct. Okay. No fun facts yep. here. No fun facts. Just moving on to one of the most so interesting. Next, yeah, we have one of the big ones, Talenalot. Talenalot. Also known as Taln, also known as Talonel. Yes. Also known as Talonel Alen. He has a lot of names. He, because he is the herald of war. Yep. Which makes him one of the most significant heralds. Oh yeah, if not the most significant. Because the culture, at least the ones that we have been most exposed to, are all about war. I mean, Alethi culture is built around war. Well, I think that kind of comes from something different, though. Yeah, we do. But, yeah, I would say Talanalot, though, is the most significant because he is the one that gets left behind... To suffer in damnation. That, on the big picture, is definitely yeah. what we'll talk about yeah, next. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll have to talk about that a little bit later, because that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, and that is probably one of the most confusing parts <gasps> when you open up the Way of Kings yes. for the first time, is it does not like, start with the characters what? that we know and love of Kaladin and Shallan yeah. and Dalinar and stuff. It starts... Which is great, because it gives you that little inkling. Cosmic. But... Yeah. yeah, because the it starts with the heralds and Telenalot, Tom, whatever name he's going by, is in charge of the Knights Radiant Order of Stone Wards. Now, Stone Wards we know nothing about, but our pet theory here on Cosmere Conversations is that in his younger years, Dalinar would have bonded with a spren, whatever spren that happens to be, we find out later. Um, that to become a stone ward. To become ward. a stone ward. That he is not. He, he bonds with the next one, and that we'll talk about. Uh, but personality-wise, as a young man, he kind of has the stereotype. It seems stereotype. very Yeah, it seems the stereotype, all the personality traits kind of line up with the Herald of War, but he's become a different person. He ends up as... Our last herald, which is... Is Ishar, also known as Ishi, the herald of luck. The herald of luck. And Ishi, as a herald, is in charge of the Knights Radiant Order of Bondsmiths. Mm-hmm. Such is, an interesting order. That is the order that Dalinar is currently. And we will find out more about Bondsmiths in Oathbringer which everybody Hopefully. should go get yeah. right now. I mean, it's Dalinar's story, so I'm guessing oh, that's we get true. That's true. more on the Bondsmiths. 
<laughs> All of the heralds were originally human, mm-hmm. and we don't know what exactly happened to elevate them. Maybe they performed some great power or great task. Yeah, the... Shalon talks about there being a proving day mm. where they had to like somehow earn their place as heralds is what we're assuming she just makes a reference to the heralds on proving day in this context that kind of makes us think that they probably did have to perform you know very difficult tasks on that day and in the modern series that we're looking at now the heralds are around or at least nine of them are we'll talk about that in a moment but nine of the heralds are on rashar walking around doing things shalash destroying artwork Nalan going after uh, any type of surge binder, surge binder, as part of like craze justice. Mm-hmm. But their personalities seem to be deteriorating, falling apart, uh, getting worse. Yeah, becoming they seem the worst to be... version of themselves. Yeah, either like the worst version of themselves or some some kind of like perversion of their initial intent. Absolutely. And the only other major thing that I want to really mention about the Herald specifically is that they are the original wielders of the Honor Blades. Mm, yeah. And we're going to talk about more about the Honor Blades uh, next episode. Excellent. Let's go on to the Oath Pack because this is really the driving force of everything. The entire universe, <laughs> I mean, uh, the entire Risharian history begins with the Oath Pack. And as Brooke mentioned, uh, that starts with the Proving Day, where these ten individuals prove themselves worthy of becoming heralds, perhaps bestowed the Honor Blades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that's the, the theory, is that they were then given the Honor Blades, uh, which gave them the powers of those specific surges, um, which is then how they, how and why they created the Knights Radiant. Um, and sort of another theory, we don't know all of the details about the Oath Pact, but sort of the working theory at the moment is that the Heralds were sort of bound by honor to act as his champions in the fight against Odium. So they were required to undergo this torture in damnation um the longer they could hold out the longer it would be until there was another desolation on rashar so what's happening is that these 10 individuals bestowed great power by honor possibly cultivation as well um to act as champions these 10 heralds fight and as long as they can withstand this torture there will be no void bringers yep on rashar yep rashar is protected yeah then when they finally can't take it any longer desolation comes to rashar and then they have to come to rashar and actually like physically fight the void bringers and whatever else comes with a desolation so i mean it seems like they got kind of a bum deal they kind of have to play offense and defense at the same time. I mean, it's so 
horrific to imagine yeah. the idea that these individuals were, you know, tried real hard and did their best, became the champions of their god, and then he was like, yeah, now go be tortured. Yeah, uh, and, and then fight real hard, and then go be tortured, and then fight real hard. And do that forever. With no rest, yeah. That is their job, is to be tortured until they can't take the torture anymore, and then return to fight in, in the physical realm yeah. the and worst things imaginable. after they defeat the desolation on Rashar, they can't even, like, stay there and have a breather. They have to go right back. To and, be like, tortured. Con- yeah, and continue holding off the next desolation. Like, you know, they can't raise their hand and say, get me a sub, coach. These, <laughs> like... are, the, these are the stakes that we're talking about. Yeah, like, this so is what's intense. going on on the big game right now. And when you think about that, you're like, man, I understand why they stuck to those swords in the ground and walked away. I would have too. <laughs> Because what you're referencing is the opening scene of The Way of Kings, when the heralds have gone through this cycle over and over again. We have no many idea how many times, but they've mm-hmm. gone through this cycle. They could not withstand the torture. A desolation yeah. came. They fought. They created some Knights Radiant. They were like, we're here. We're awesome. We totally beat back the desolation. And most of us survived. Most of us were not killed in the fighting. In fact, nine of us lived yep. and only one died. And who was that one? Talenalot. The Herald of War. Yep. So he died in the fighting. And if you die in the fighting, it's like, you know, game over. You automatically get sent back to uh, damnation. I yeah, guess. absolutely. And yeah. so using that do idea. Do not pass go. Do not collect $100. <laughs> using that idea of just a, a video game, though. So. Talenalot dies, his character automatically goes back to damnation to be tortured. Yep. But the other nine survive to the end right. of the game. Yeah, so and they then... have like the responsibility of just returning of their own volition because they have promised to. Exactly. And in this case. They say no. Yep. <laughs> they just they say like, no, this is awful. I mean, imagine <laughs> now I'm really stuck on on the video game analogy. Oh, gosh. But uh, imagine a video game character who gets to the end of the game. This is like Wreck-It Ralph now. Uh, <laughs> video game characters coming alive, realizing they're in the in the video game. But they get to the end of the game, and their job as a video game character is to go back to the start of the game and yep. play it all over, over again. The heralds get to the end of the game and then just say, like, no, I don't want to go back to Damnation. That's, that's really terrible. None of us do, and the promise isn't broken as long as one of us is resisting this torture right that's what they're hoping so they're like i don't know but this is really crappy so let's just hope that talenalot will be able to hold it together all by himself literally putting all of damnation (sighs) onto one one man. man yeah um and this event is referred to in modern day voranism as a hariatum? That sounds great to me. A hariatum. <laughs> a hariatum, the that moment... Is the final desolation is how they refer to it, because they honestly believe that it was the last desolation. We as readers know that it was not, as the Everstorm comes. World Singers, we are going to pause this episode right here. Yeah, we've been talking for a long time. We're going to give you... A little moment to decompress your Cosmere brains. And hopefully pick up on our part two of mythology 
on Rishar. Yeah, we're not done. We will definitely be back. Until next time, life before death. Strength before weakness. Journey before destination. Thank you.